Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. A key part of building a property portfolio, if you want to do it in a sophisticated manner, is to get good at sales. And in this episode, I'm going to explain to you a little bit about the psychology of selling. And then I'm going to give you an example from just earlier today that blew my mind. It blew me out of the water. It was in such an unexpected situation. But the woman was an expert saleswoman. She'd been trained so well that she made buying from her a a pleasure. And here's the thing. She got me to spend, encouraged me to spend, helped me to spend four times what I was expecting to spend when I walked into her shop. So let's do a bit about the psychology first. If you don't like selling, and many of us have got hang-ups about salespeople, pushy salespeople, unethical salespeople, salespeople who get people to buy things they don't need. If you hold those kinds of limiting beliefs, then you're not going to be good at sales. Now, I don't hold those beliefs. I believe that a salesperson, a good salesperson, an ethical salesperson, helps people to buy, helps people to buy the correct solution, the correct product. And that's why I'm completely comfortable selling within EPP. When I go out and see vendors, when I go out and negotiate portfolio purchases, etc., I'm 100% congruent. I'm 100% comfortable that I'm offering them a solution that will solve their problem. And if I'm willing to do that, if I'm willing to solve their problem in the best way possible, and I truly believe no one else on this planet can help them in that moment as well as I can, if I believe that, then it's my duty to help them. It's my, my duty to come up with a solution that works for them and works for me, that's a win-win solution. And so it's really important to get over the negative connotations, that head trash around being a salesperson, if you want to do sophisticated deals. Now, if you can't, if you don't want to become a salesperson, I can remember the first time one of my mentors told me, I was, he actually said something like, well, you're a natural salesman. And I remember thinking, I don't want to be a salesman. But actually over the years, that was about 15 years ago, 14 years ago, it was a while ago. Over the years, I've come to realize what excellent sales looks like and come to realize that excellent salespeople are ethical. They help people who want to buy to buy. And I've actually experienced so many poor sales experiences where I've wanted to buy something and I've been put off buying it. I've had a poor experience of buying that the salesperson's been that poor at their job that I I really value an expert salesperson. Now, if you can't get your head around that, then forget about sophisticated property investing. You're not gonna be able to do it because sophisticated property investing is about the people, not about the properties. It's not about the numbers. It's about building rapport, coming up with solutions and explaining those solutions in such a way that the vendor recognizes the value in it and decides to go ahead with you. That is sales. There's no other way of describing sales. Recognizing the problem, eliciting the problem, coming up with a solution and explaining it in such a way that the win-win becomes obvious to the vendor. 
That is what sales is in a sophisticated property business. If you can't do that or you're unwilling to do that, and I just call it effective communication, then you need to go down the traditional property investing route. And there's nothing wrong with it. You will get phenomenal results over the very long term. And the beauty of traditional investing is you don't ever need to meet the vendor. You don't have to sell yourself. You can literally put an offer in writing. Who makes offers in writing other than people buying through estate agents? To the estate agent, they will put the offers forward and the vendor will basically go for the, the highest offer unless there's a big difference in the people's ability to proceed. No sales whatsoever. The disadvantage is rather than getting all of your money back in three, six, nine, 12 months, you're gonna be getting all of your money back in five, 10, 15 years. Still not bad, that will still compound, but much, much slower progress. So it's for you to decide. Do you want to go down the sophisticated property investing route and really ratchet up that leverage, those skills that you're gonna learn? and buy properties quickly, refinance them, and be able to buy more, and really fast track your portfolio building. And of course, I preface that by saying you need to learn the skills, or are you gonna go down the more sedate route of traditional investing, not have to hone those skills, just go through the numbers, go through the motions, and buy properties more slowly. Choice is completely up to you. The example that prompted this episode today was one from this morning. So. I went into the shopping centre in Derby. This is just prior to, uh, to Mother's Day. And I have already taken my boys to uh, a shop to buy the presents for their mum. And they've picked out their cards and they've written their cards. So we're all set for, for Mother's Day. But what I didn't have was a card for my mum. And so as I'm walking past, I'm about to go on holiday for a week, so I thought, oh, I'd really like to just get that post in, get that card in the post before I leave so that my mum can get her card a couple of days before Mother's Day. And I happened to walk past Paper Chase, and I'll, I'll name them because I was so impressed by their service. I can't ever remember having been in a Paper Chase before, but I may well have done, it doesn't stand out to me. I'll tell you what, it stood out to me today. So I walked in, Straight away, there was one woman in the shop, uh, she had a mask on, which straight away makes selling harder. Straight away, she turned around and she said, hi there, have you been here before? And I said, I haven't actually. And it was an interesting question, because it made you think, have you been here before? You don't often get that. What, what do you normally get asked in a shop? How can I help you? Or can I help you? And almost automatically we say, no, just browsing and that ends the conversation. But she'd clearly been trained to have a conversation. It was a very upbeat opening question as well. Have you been here before? She stopped what she was doing. She was stacking shelves with some cards and, um, and looked at me, smiled. You could see the crinkles in her, her eyes. You could see that she was smiling under the mask and said, have you been here before? And I said, I haven't actually. She said, you had the look of someone who hadn't been here before. What, what are you looking for? And I just thought, God, what a, what a friendly woman. At the, mo at the time, I didn't think this is a good saleswoman. She's been well-trained. I thought that later. I think this was all scripted, by the way, because these kind of questions you could ask of anyone. And so she said, um, what can I help you with? What, what, what are you looking for? Words to that effect. And I said, well, actually, I'm looking for a card for my mum. And she said, okay, uh, for, for Mother's Day. And she said, oh, okay, it's these two 
rows here, these two columns here, um, help yourself. And then she carried on with stacking the shelves. And I thought that was excellent because it didn't put me under pressure. Didn't feel, didn't make me feel pressured. I could just browse. Anyway, I, I picked one up relatively quickly and um, uh, went to open it to, to see what was inside. And she said, do you mind me asking, what made you pick that one out? Again, it was a real challenging question. You have to think, it's not a you know, nice weather today, isn't it? Which is what you often get from shopkeepers. And um, I actually thought, and I said, um, I think it would just suit my mum. I think it's, you know, suitable for my mum. And then she, and I thought to myself, that's a bit of an odd question. And if she'd said no more, I would have actually said that detracted from the report. But what she then said was, the reason I mention it is you pick that instinctively, very quickly. You were really drawn to that card. And now I'm thinking, wow, this is an interesting person. I'm having an interesting conversation. Whereas how many shops have you walked into and you can say you honestly had an, an interesting conversation with the person behind the till? Like I, I can remember it a couple of times in my life. Maybe that says more about me though and how unfriendly I am and how unengaging. Um, so then we had quite a lot of rapport. Didn't actually have anything to talk about. I picked the card out. So I walked to the, um, the counter and she said, will you be giving it to your mum or will you be posting it? And I thought, what a good question. I didn't know why it was a good question, but it's another quality question. In EPP, we talk about world-class questions. And these are world-class questions because they're opening me up, building rapport, and wait for it, leading to more sales. The card was £3.50 or £3, I forget how much. And I said, I'm posting it actually. She lives quite a long way away and I won't see her for Mother's Day. Oh, no problem at all. Did you know we sell stamps? And I said, no, I didn't know you sell stamps. She said, would you like a book of stamps? And I, I'm about to go on holiday. I don't have stamps, I have stamps in the office, but I'm not going back to the office. And I thought, yes, that'd be really handy. I said, how much are they? She said, they're the same price as in the post office. Result, great, I expected them to put a premium on because I'm not in the post office. So I bought a book of stamps, five pounds something. So we're up at like eight pound 50 now. And then she said, do you need anything else? And I said, I don't think I do, I think I'm good. Almost wanted to buy more from her because she'd been so nice to me and shown an interest and we had this, this rapport going on. And um, then she said, how about some wrapping paper? Do you need any wrapping paper? Now, I hadn't even seen in their shop, I've only gone in about the first six feet because the Mother's Day cards are right at the front, interestingly. Perhaps they should be at the back, so you have to walk through the shop, but I'll leave that to Paper Chase. Perhaps they know better. And I saw that they had a wall of wallpaper, like 10 feet wide, floor to ceiling wallpaper. And I thought to myself, do I need wallpaper? And then I thought, ah, I do. I didn't even know I needed it. But I've bought the kids these presents. You know, I've gone to the shop with, with the boys and they've picked the presents out for their mum. You know, perfume, candle and chocolates. That was it. And we'll pick flowers up on, on, on the Sunday morning. And, um, and I thought, yeah, they need wrapping. And so I said, I do actually. She came with me to the wrapping paper and she said, do any of these take your fancy? And I, I, I didn't have my glasses on. So I was like, I'm not sure uh, if I'm honest. And she said, well, is she into dogs? Get this, this is, this is in a card shop. Is she into dogs or, or pets? And I said, no, not really. And she said, oh, okay, so let's, let's strike out the dog ones and, and the cat ones. And I thought that's sensible. And then she said, is she like a bubbly 
um, friendly person? Do you think she'd like some colourful wrapping paper? I'm thinking, this is amazing. Like, I buy a, a hundred pound top for my wife and don't get this level of service. And we're talking about a, a, a three pound fifty roll of um, wrapping paper. Unbelievable sales. World class sales, actually. And um, I said, she is, as it happened. She's a very bubbly, friendly person. And she said, what would you say about this one? Would you, do you think this would suit her? And it was like this rainbow one. And she, and she could see that I was hesitating and that a good salesperson focuses on the, the purchaser, not on themselves or the product. And she said, or we have this one, which is quite shiny and glittery. And I said, I prefer that one. Great. The great thing about this is what she said, this paper you can use after Mother's Day because it will, um, it, it's, it's, you know, it'll work equally well for birthdays. And I thought, brilliant, what a good benefit of having chosen this particular paper rather than one that says Mother's Day on it, which, you know, is not probably gonna be in any <laughs> condition to reuse next year if I've got some left over. Do you know what she then said? She said, this is a five metre roll of paper. How many gifts have you got to wrap up? And I said, oh, I've got three, three or four of this size. She said, oh, you'll, you'll be fine with this and then you will have a bit left over, which is perfect. Because she just explained what to do with the leftover bits, use them for other people's birthdays. What a clever idea. As we're walking back to the till, and I'm now thinking that was a good sales experience. I've enjoyed going from a three pound card to five pound 50 odd stamps and um, three pound 50 wrapping paper. She then said, do you need some tape with that? And I thought, do you know what? My tape is in the office. I'm not going back to the office. I'd love some tape. She did a little um, sellotape dispenser thing with, with, with tape on it. I forget how much that was, £1.50. All in all, it came to, I think, 14.50, something like that, around 15 quid from a three pound initial sale, three pound 50 sale. So she's roughly increased the turnover of that business by four times, nearly five times, just by asking good questions and being a good salesperson. And so for those of you that have an aversion to sales, that sales is a dirty word, sales is something that you don't wanna be associated with, just consider my experience today. I walked out of that shop feeling better than when I walked in. I thought to myself, if I'm here again, I'll look to your shop for buying a, a, a card. And I, and I paid four times as much as I wanted to, but I enjoyed buying it. And these were things I needed. I didn't know I needed them. I didn't know I needed wrapping paper and sellotape and stamps. Didn't even know they sold those. I just went in for a card. But because she was a good salesperson, because she understood my needs and asked world quality questions, I spent four or five times as much with her and enjoyed the experience more and am far more likely to go back. Before I left, she said, have you got one of our loyalty cards? And I said, I don't actually. She said, well, you do save 15% each time you come. And I said, I, I've never been here before, so I'll give it a miss, thank you. She said, no problem at all, completely understand. I said something about having too many cards. I can't stand having a thick wallet. I like, uh, <laughs> I like my money to make my wallet thick, but not bits of, uh, not loyalty cards. And um, she said, um, no problem at all. 
You do also get £5 off on your birthday though, which I loved that they put £5 on your card for your birthday. I said, I'll give it a miss. And she said, well, hope to see you again soon. And I said, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And walked out. And I, I tell you that story because I think it's so indicative of how pleasurable sales can be. I, I had a help visit recently with a, a, a couple of vendors and it was really pleasurable. And you know what? I offered to buy their house at 50% of what we agreed it was worth. 50%. That, it happened to be a £600,000 house. That's, no, it wasn't 50%, it was just over. It was £320,000 on a 600 grand house. So whatever that is, 52% uh, of its value, something like that. That's unbelievably low, but we had a very pleasant um, conversation. And I think I said in an earlier episode, I think there's about an 80% chance of them going ahead. I will update you on whether they go ahead or not. That's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal that we can all enjoy that sales process. And so guys, if you want to upskill yourself, if you want to know how to employ sales in your property business, perhaps you're a brilliant salesman in a different area of your life, but now you want to apply that to property. Or perhaps you've never done sales before, but you quite enjoy speaking to people, you're quite sociable. What you want to do is to come on to our seminar. We run one day seminars, four or five of them a year. Get in touch with us. You can drop us an email at support at ethicalpropertypartners.com. We will tell you the dates of our next seminars. You can then book yourself on and come and find out what to say to vendors and how to say it to vendors. It's both of those. Notice the woman was smiling. Notice she had an upbeat, cheerful tone. That isn't by accident. That's because she learned how to do it, because she's got a script, because she's got a, a structure to how she takes people through. And you might think, yeah, but I'm not trying to sell birthday cards, Frank. I'm not trying to sell wrapping paper. It's the same principle. A rubbish saleswoman would have had three pounds off me and I would have walked out 30 seconds later with a card. I probably would have thought it was quite an efficient transaction, but it would have been inefficient because another few days later I would have had to buy some wrapping paper and some stamps and some sellotape. She solved all those problems. And you might be thinking, yeah, but I don't want to try and get four or five times the price of uh, something or four or five times turnover, I'm trying to get a discount on a property. It's the same thing. If you build rapport, if you ask world-class questions, if you come up with solutions, the discount comes down and down and down. Some of you watching this will not have got more than a 5% discount ever on a property. And you might have got yourself a 10% discount from asking price. Bear in mind, asking price isn't often value. <laughs> often asking price is five or 10% above market value. But even if it was market value and you got yourself a 10% discount, you might be thinking, that's amazing. I've just knocked 20,000 pounds off. Woohoo! 30,000 pounds, 40,000 pounds. How many people have knocked 40,000 pounds off the market value of a property? Not many at all. And then when you actually focus on your ability to communicate, when you actually focus on your ability to build rapport, to solve solutions, to explain simply sophisticated property investing solutions, when you actually invest in yourself, that's when you can knock 50, 70, 80, 100,000 pounds off a purchase price, or as in that example I've just given, 
£280,000 off a purchase price, which by the way, I'm not paying for on day one. I'm paying that over the next 10 to 20 years. So even then I get control of the asset for all that time without having to put down the money up front. And that blows people's minds, but it comes down to sales and your ability to communicate. So guys, hopefully that has been helpful to you. Hopefully it's whetted your appetite for, for improving your salesmanship and your communication skills. And if you are interested in coming and attending our one day seminar, we only run one seminar. Everything else is, is for partners only or people trying out the partnership. But we run one event several times a year for people who aren't on the partnership. So if you'd like to come and get a full seven hours of quality, sophisticated property investing tuition, where we'll work on your knowledge, but also your skills, where we'll give you the paperwork that you need in order to do these sophisticated transactions, where we'll explain the difference between below market value and control now pay later strategies. People often don't realize there's a massive difference between the two. And if you're offering this to this person and this to this person, they'll both say no. But if you offer them to the right people, they'll both say yes. We'll explain how you can do that. We'll talk you through live transactions. We'll even phone vendors, we, not you, so don't worry about having to make, make calls. We will phone vendors, live vendors in the room and show you how, to, how easy it is to communicate effectively with motivated vendors, how easy it is to put deals together and to obtain discounts and purchasing structures like you've never had before. If that's of interest, you do get in touch. We run them in England and Northern Ireland. And so you can get in touch with us. We'll tell you where we're running them, when we're running them. As I say, four, five, six a year generally. Really small numbers. We keep them down to about 20, maximum 30 people in the room so that we can work really closely with you and give you tons of value. If that's of interest, do get in touch, www.ethicalpropertypartners.com. Drop us an email, support at ethicalpropertypartners.com. And I'll look forward to seeing you at one of our seminar days soon. In the meantime, guys, happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.